right, we're back. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the Drew Marshall Show. If you're listening on AM 1250, that's nice. And when you get out of the car, go into the house and catch us on drewmarshall.ca. We're streaming live. 150 countries tuning in every uh, really every week. Why the is entire that? Country. Why? I don't know. Because I don't have a life. Gilles Paquin is our next guest. Fun name to say. He is the president and CEO of Paquin. Inter- Paquin. I, you know what? I'm not going to do this right. Entertainment Group. He's been involved with North American arts and entertainment industry for over 30 years as manager, promoter, and producer and entrepreneur. Paquin Entertainment Group encompasses four divisions. Artist management, talent agency, theater and film, and corporate services. Today, Jill personally manages legendary icons Randy Botch. Botch? How do you say that? Brackman. Brackman, okay. I don't know who that is. Buffy St. Marie and uh, Backman Turner. Backman and Turner. And critically critically acclaimed (laughs) singer-songwriter Del Barber. He supports overseas and directs each artist's creative ventures, which includes producing uh, all sorts of documentary stuff. One for Buffy St. Marie. One... Jill, let me ask you a question. Did you have much of a role in the um, in the Backman documentary? I was, um, yes, I did. I actually initiated it and uh, co-financed it and uh, was uh, the executive producer on it. When was the first time you saw the entire thing, the final production, final uh, cut? Well, you know, we'd been working on it so long, and we, there was a final cut. Um, I'd seen a pre-final cut. But I decided to wait to see it the same night you saw it, I think, um, to see it. Uh, I guess it was Thursday night. Or was it Wednesday night? I can't remember now. Wednesday. Anyway, yeah, Wednesday night, yeah. No, I saw it for the first time, fi- finished. And by the way, it may we may add a few other things to it, but it okay. was basically, yeah. So. Well, we were all sitting in the same row there together, and I looked over at you a couple times, um, because I'm a little ADD, and uh, you you had a happy face on. You know, it, it looked like you were happy with it. Yeah, I, I, I actually was. It was, it, in some ways, it, you know, it's difficult, because... Um, you know, Randy at first was very reticent. I felt it was so important for, you know, he's done so many incredible things and, um, you know, basically was one of the founders and creators of, uh, you know, of the Guess Who and and basically the founder and main creator of Bachman Turner Overdrive. And, you know, to have, and, and now still to this day, creating, uh, you know, we just, launched a record worldwide by George, which is the music of George Harrison. He's got a major radio show. And, and I felt that it was going to be difficult, but necessary to really encompass a documentary that would kind of reveal, um, all he, all he had done, you know? And so, but yeah, in an hour and a half, I don't know how you do that. I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. 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 His his stories are an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but John Barnard, our, our director, who basically, you know, was really quite young when, you know, he's all, not half our age, but, but he quite a, quite a bit younger, but really studied it, you know, started to understand it and really got into it, was very, very patient. And I think did a terrific job, you know, so. No, I think he did, happy a, did a great job. I was, I was actually, I, I mean, I watched the whole thing and it's really hard. I can watch. 
uh, a lot of stuff, but I don't watch the entire thing. And I think here's the deal: like I'm a music junkie, and I'm a, I'm a fan of Randy Bachman and the music, and 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 I'm a Canadian. And those three things combined mean that you've got to watch this documentary, Bachman. That's what it's called. Absolutely, it's 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 you know I consider him the architect of Canadian rock and roll. Hmm. He basically has reached every corner of the globe with his music. And uh, and the reality is, this is, you know, starting 50 years ago in this country, I mean, you know, he was a pioneer. I'm a pioneer in this industry. I mean, you know, now, I mean, you know, I was saying this just recently, you know, now being from Canada, being from places like Toronto, Winnipeg, Vancouver, is quite respectable in the music industry worldwide. Right, right. It's sort of like like people are starting to lie about the fact they come from Toronto. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, listen, um, while I was doing the research on, on Randy, he was a guest on the show last week, had a great conversation with him, I read somewhere that, you know, you and someone else pulled him aside at some point and said, dude, you need to just go slower. Go slower and it had something to do with uh jill you having uh, maybe this this buddhist background of yours this 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 buddhist thing how's that for a descriptor um is that fair well um let's just be a little bit more accurate I, I <laughs> let's be a little more accurate <laughs> i've been practicing buddhism for 37 years right and it's the sucker gakai um international it's part of the movement i guess and basically, um, it's really, for me, it's been really the base of my um, survival in a very hard industry sometimes, right? I mean, we travel a lot. And, uh, and, and, and really, you know, I, at a certain point, um, you know, you have to make hard decisions all the time. Mm. You're, 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 you know, because, you know, you're away from home. But not all that, you're... You're basically you're dealing with a combination of loneliness, aggressive um, popularity, maybe money coming in and out of your life all the time. And I really felt uh, at a certain point that, that um, you know, and I, and I think that happens all the time. It's not it's not a not something that it's not something that just okay I've got it figured out. It's just like an ongoing process of living. And at a certain point, I really wanted to sit down with Randy and kind of. It was virtually a, an intervention where we just, you know, we I just kind of said to him, "Listen, this is how you've been acting here. This is this is not good for you. This is not good for people around you either." But it wasn't it wasn't good for you? You really need to just let go of certain things and just just be happy. Just so be happy with your success and what you've done, right? And really, that's not an unusual thing. I mean, you know, so many artists at times because they're the visionaries. They're the ones that see things that none of not none of us I shouldn't say that we all can see but but maybe they're the ones that have to really dig into themselves more than most because they're writing they're creating and um, and maybe they're just never satisfied but at certain points you just need to just kind of chill so that was the conversation <laughs> and, and 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 basically Buddhism for me the Saka guy guy has been that for me it's given me a, uh, a place of, of just chilling, a place to go to, because I chant basically virtually every day, sometimes twice a day. I should twice a, twice a day, but, 
and it, 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 it's where I get centered. It's when I, I connect with myself and when I, where I can just help me make the decisions every day. I try to go back and try to make the decisions I make every day based on a philosophy, my own philosophy, but it's a philosophy that I've really, uh, that, that the, you know, that the Buddhism that I practice has helped me so much. Okay, I know a little bit about this. Uh, sorry, I know very little about this form of Buddhism that you practice. But what I do know is that, I don't know, is it a retreat center or headquarters? is just down the road from my house. Cal- Caledon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's a center there. Um, I mean, just to say, I want to say this just off the top, right? I'm a member, and I'm there are, and and there are so, so many people are so much wiser, more studied, and more, just more, uh, you know, just some great, great people, better than me, uh, at explaining what I'm going to try to <laughs> tell you here. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, so just to say, but but to me, this is a uh, worldwide. I guess, community-based Buddhist organization that promotes peace, culture, and education. And and really, in this, it, it's even now as the world is getting smaller in a lot of ways, and it's really, you know, it promotes the philosophy of peace, right? I mean, you know, just to get really serious about it, you know, we're on the edge of our seats every couple of days now, right? Mm-hmm. It, isn't that ridiculous? Yep. It, isn't that unbelievable, right? And so to me, when you have opposing um, what I call powers, because it, the opposing powers live in sometimes all of us, and that's what we believe, but also it lives, I mean, you, you can feel it, right? You can feel what's going on in, you know, in South, North and South Korea, what's going on sometimes in the United States, what's going on in Syria, on and on, right? What's going on in gender issues today, what's going on, on and on and on. And so you have to have, you, you just can't just go through life and just kind of go, hope it works out. Yeah. We each, we each have an individual responsibility, an individual responsibility to promote peace, to promote uh, a human a humanistic philosophy. That's an individual responsibility. I've chosen to do mine with the great help of the Sukkot guy. Okay, let me get the terms down right here. So there's another word that when I was looking into Sukkot Gakkai, um, you know, your practice, is it Sukkot Gakkai Buddhism or is it Nichiren? Is that how you say it? Nichiren Buddhist? Well, Nichiren Deshonan okay. was a... Ah uh, boy! I mean, Nichiren <laughs> uh, Well, first of all, the Buddhism co- comes out of India, Shakyamuni Buddha, right? Right. That comes out of India, um, and Nichiren Deshonen takes this. The philosophy evolved different parts of the world. It evolved of Japan, and in the 13th century, Nichiren Deshonen basically um, was brought up, brought up to, brought the philosophy. And basically started saying that everybody could become a bodhisattva, which is really a almost kind of a um, enlightened individual. You could do it in your lifetime, which at one point, or with certain Buddhism, they don't promote that. They basically, or they don't, 
They're saying, but Nishon said, you can be enlightened in your lifetime. You can focus and become, um, you know, change your karma, which is really the basis of, of Nishon Dishon and Buddhism, is right. karma, is cause and effect, right? Right. So cause and effect, you do something and there will be an effect of it, right? Now, the thing is, in different lifetimes, you could, you're, you could, you're born with a certain karma. You're born with a certain, you live, you're born in a certain part of the world, the karma of that country, the karma of your community, the karma of you. What you do is you, you can change that karma. You can alter that karma. You can work on that karma. And so, so the philosophy basically is that you are responsible for you as an individual. And I believe firmly, absolutely, that each person has a responsibility. And, and, a, you know, and, and I think that's important. To, to, if you're worried about peace, if you're worried about environment, if you're worried about you know, your family, uh, you have a, this is a solution for you. What I, you know, I said this to you before, and, and the thing that enthralls me the most, Jill, is when, is someone's journey into what they believe. So I, as I've said to you, I, I care almost less about what people believe, and I, I guess I'm more interested in why they believe it. Why did you get into this? Did you grow up with church stuff, and it and it just seemed, you measured it and you found it wanting? Um, well, um, I was born in a Catholic family with quite a few, uh, you know, French-Canadian Catholic family. And, I, I, you know, I was surrounded by the church, if you want. And, um, you know, I think I had about five aunts that were nuns. Wow. Um, I had... Uh, How the so, heck did you I, end up a Buddhist with five aunts as nuns? They must have been well, praying their face off for you. They, they, they did, and I prayed for them. <laughs> but... But but uh, but what happened was, and I went to, was sent to a Jesuit school in uh, in Winnipeg in Saint Boniface Saint Collège Saint Boniface, and I lived there and and I you know experienced the Jesuit experience if you want and and you know and I did enjoy I've been to different monasteries and whatever and I uh, Catholic monasteries if you want and experienced it, and then I just didn't feel that it was right. There were certain things about it. and I'm not going to get into it right now because I I'm not. I believe that everybody needs a certain strong spiritual and philosophy in life, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe that you just can't figure it out yourself. I think that's, I think that's kind of silly to say that oh, I got it all figured out. All I have to do is you know whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people that have been around. There's, there's studies and they've been around for a thousand years. I think it's a good idea to just kind of read up a little bit. Which Maybe going to this is great what you're doing here in this in this show you're educating right hopefully but anyways what i was going to say is this is so me i left it when i was probably 14 or 15 okay and um and so i i i called myself agnostic at that point and didn't practice anything for almost 12 13 years um was reading about it potentially searching but was i i was pretty comfortable being agnostic i guess then i met um my present wife 38 years ago if you want and uh this is the lady that this is the lady that that uh, stole my gum yes that's right okay All right. patty <laughs> and so she was she was dancing in new york she was with the royal Winnipeg ballet she was dancing in new york and i had gone to see her dance 
uh, in New York, and she invited me to a, a Buddhist meeting. And um, actually, it was more of a lecture, actually. And so I went to my first meeting, and I was struck, A, by what was said. I was struck by everybody there. There was so many different colors of people. Hmm. There was so many different people. It was just a, 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 it was a united nations of people, right? So that's the first thing that struck me. Then I really liked what they were saying. But I was really reticent to join at that time, A, because I wanted to um, learn more about it. And the other thing is I didn't want it to, the influence of this woman who I was attracted to to influence my decision about it, right? <laughs> okay. You know? Yep. So I took, I didn't join or do, I just studied it, went to different meetings after that, and it took me two years. And one of the first things that I, that, that struck me about it was it, one of the main things, I guess, it was promoting, was promoting peace. Right. Pretty basic. Peace between countries, peace at home, peace whatever. Uh, and and it was what I, I, I consider myself a uh, a socialist with a high degree of capitalist tendencies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so it philosophically it was fitting with what I felt was my philosophy, my personal philosophy, and it started to evolve to that. So that's kind of. And I really felt, I mean, I've had many discussions, and even amongst my own members, our own members, um, and and I don't, we don't always completely agree on certain, I mean, I believe that I'm not, I, I believe that other religions have certain, I, I don't believe mine is the only one. It, it def, definitely fits for me, and I think mine is just gets there quicker than others, which is basically happiness. Okay, Jill, many have said to me over the years that really Buddhism is not actually religion, it's more of a philosophy. How do you feel about that statement? It's both. Okay. Yeah, it's both. And, you know, religion sometimes has a negative connotation, right? Uh, but I think really, you know, so, and to me, I don't, you know, I mean, you, we call it religion, but I, I rarely call what I do a religion. It is, is, it's my way of life. It's my spiritual way of life. So why, I mean, how do you know that there's not something else out there that is going to turn your crank even better than this? Um, you know, um, at a certain point, you know, you just, I mean, you know, I've been around for a while now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and the reality is, if it feels right, if it feels so right, and by the way, I've challenged it. I've challenged this philosophy. I've said, you know, I need to do, this needs to happen. I need, and I chant. So I chant, Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. What does that mean? Nam, oh God. Oh, uh, how do we start here? Um, okay, well, basically, Nam Yoho Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. Nam basically is the, the wording. I, I'm just going to, uh, you know, nam basically means um, it's the sans Sanskrit word for devotion. Nam. Okay. Myoho is really means mystic, mystic law. Renge basically nam myoho renge means lotus blossom. So the lotus blossom 
basically flowers and seeds at the same time. And then kyo, nam yoho renge kyo, kyo is basically, literally means sutra. And so basically what you're doing is, and, and really, I, this is as far as I can go today because I, there's a lot more to say. But sure. you know, I, I, I think the listeners will have to go to the Sukagaka International website and and get more information there. But but essentially, I chant, and basically, I chant, try to chant morning and night, even sometimes for just a minute. But sometimes I'll chant for two hours. I and I chant to to connect with myself and the universe, if you want, the mystic law to connect somehow so that I can find what's the, the best possible most direction I'm going to take at that very moment. What's the, what's the absolute, the, the most, the wisest decision I can make? And believe me, sometimes I don't listen to myself. I try to listen to myself as much as possible because it's in within us. It's all within us. Once we find, once we can connect we, we, and, and that's what I try to do. I try to connect. And, and then, so I've challenged it. I've challenged this philosophy. I said, you know what? I'm in trouble right now. What do I do? What, what's going to happen? And invariably, a solution arrives, comes to me. And, and even sometimes I'll chant for something. Just like maybe you chant for like, and I hate to put it basic, a cheeseburger. But instead of a cheeseburger, you get a smoothie. And you go, you know what? I should I it should have been a smoothie anyways, right? right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying is it answers you in the wisest way possible sometimes. And so, you know, one of the, the, the hard things in life, I mean, the, the sufferings in life, right? Births, in, in birth, death, sickness in old age, right? I mean, we all experience that, right? And so basically, you know, when you're grieving, you go there and I've lost my parents and we've all lost, someone Someone. close and that's that's what you that's it that is the basic that old age will all experience that so you you chant to help you deal with all these issues with the grief and philosophically you find a really happy I hate to call it happy place but you really find a content and understanding of how you deal because we all suffer we all need to have something help us to go through it, whether it's grief or whether it's watching joy and really fully taking on that joy, you know? So anyway. Well, no, this is great. I'm loving this. Uh, Joe, let me ask you this. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm looking at the clock going, where where did this go? Um, You know, it seems in your industry that if you drop the, oh, by the way, I, I practice a form of Buddhism, people are like, whoa, that's cool. Tell me about it. But if you drop the, you know, I'm a Mormon or I'm an evangelical Christian or I'm a, you know, whatever, it just seems to like Buddhism is really hip these days. Do you concur with my assessment? <laughs> uh, well, I can give you, and I'm not going to get into it right now, I can give you places where it's not that hip. Right. It's hip, I, I tell you, it's hip to talk about it. Yeah. But talking is... Yep. Easy. Yep. I think the action is a whole different thing. Well, and that's interesting because I was not expecting you to say that you chant for great lengths because most Buddhists, quote unquote, that I've spoken to in the industry, um, their greatest practice is posting something on Facebook. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? 
And, and, and I've got nothing negative to say about anything like that, right? I think... Oh, that's my job. As you could, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying to you is this is, you know, as long as you can enter the door, hopefully you'll walk through the door. You know, start there, but it's a beginning. But, but really, you get what you put into the philosophy, right? Okay. okay. So, so if you chant a minute, and maybe it's the sincerity of that minute, that will be very important. But if you can, the, the, so but but actions, right? And yes, I've mean I've heard many people say, well, they oh yes, I have a I have a Buddhist philosophy, and 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 you know. I mean, I'm. I think that right right now is to really help you in life. Um, I think that that you need you need more than just to talk about it. You need more than you need more than just to think about it. I mean, of course, I've read you know about the Dalai Lama as well. I, I enjoy reading his teachings. And the President Ikeda, President Daikashu Daikashu Ikeda, is the, the is the head of the Sakagakai. Tony Mears is the head in in Canada. Right and in uh, in Toronto, and so you know, often you go and seek. If you go and seek, because that's what it's about. Buddhism is Nishan uh, Shonen Buddhism. The Sakagaka is about education. It's about learning. It's not about just kind of thinking about it occasionally. Mm-hmm. You really need to educate yourself because, therefore, you will have the better tools to go with what you will go through eventually, mm-hmm. soon, tomorrow yesterday in life you are a fascinating dude i mean you are a music icon in canada you are a big wig extra busy you know lunch meeting after lunch meeting kind of guy and you have and yet you you have this you've discovered the ability to drop in to let all else go and i think if more people and i keep saying this about the industry but more people really practiced uh, the way you practice, it would actually do them some good. It would help them level off because you know artists better than anybody. And I'm telling you, they're a weird group of people, man. You know this. <laughs> you know what? They are. But you know what? Uh, we all in every industry have our strangeness, right? Yeah, that's true. And and so the reality is, of course, artists are in the limelight. Yeah. But if we put everybody in the limelight, you know. Oh no, thanks. Happen. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to me, to me, this Buddhism has helped me, and and continues to help me, and and basically the the reason why I wanted to speak today with you, yeah, because I, you know, I I did at first I didn't really want to, but the reason I did it is to the benefit of others. I'm hoping that they and I and really that's what it's about. I'm really hoping that if you listen to me today. You, there is a solution for you. Hmm. You are a very gracious dude, and I really appreciate your time. and uh, And you reek of non judgmentalism. I wish I had a little more of that in me. Well, it's been. I really appreciate you uh, following through and and uh, doing this interview. And I hope to speak to you real soon again. I hope so, Jill. Thank you so much for your time, Jill Paquin, on the Drew Marshall Show.